Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Are you telling me that it's 825? Precisely. Damn. I'm late for school. You know, I have one simple request. And that is to have sharks with frickin' laser beams attached to their heads. You are asking me to be rational. That is something I know I cannot do. Well, whatever it is, it's gotta get by us. Right. Go get her, Ray! Oh, welcome to Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I've been looking forward to this one. So we did, we are recording this, full disclosure. This is uh, after two of us have seen Mania. The third Ant-Man film. There will be no spoilers of that. No, just we'll try not. I'm not going to discuss it. I'm going to say no. I'm not going to say. We're not going to talk about it at all because Cole hasn't seen it. I like that. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate. Not that. at all. Nothing. I'm going to try to divorce my like comments on this movie from comparing it to what comes after, for the sake of making this a contained episode on Ant-Man and the Wasp. So I'm I'm going to try to not bring up. The third one, as much as I can. Can we bring up Civil War? Yes. Yeah, we, we definitely can. Bring up, can. Bring up any we... movie you want. Except <laughs> Ant Man, Quantum Okay, that makes okay. sense. Okay, you can even bring up the I first Ant Man. I was gonna say just because there's a lot of uh, Civil War references to this, and it, I feel like I, I mean the entire plot is based off what happened in Civil War. Yeah, basically. Quantum No, this one. Oh. <laughs> we just said we're not talking <laughs> about Quantum You're right. I don't know. I defaulted. Stop. Over. Stop being foolish. Yeah. Okay. Stop being facetious. I wasn't trying to be facetious. Okay. That's a big um, word. So I am Zach. I'm Corey. What's up? I'm Cole. And this is Get a Load of This Movie, like Corey said to begin with, right? I think, Corey, you did lead in with that, didn't no, you? No, I didn't say that. I said welcome to Ant-Man and the Wasp. In case you were confused, what podcast came on your queue? Um, <clears throat> so I guess we can might as well just get into this first category uh, called The Green Light. We really should stop this fighting. Otherwise, we'll miss the fireworks. There won't be any fireworks. And here we go. All right, Green Light, we're going to just, you know, some basic background on uh, on facts and, uh, you know, new cast members to this film. Uh, so, Ant-Man and the Wasp, second film in second the, film. the Ant-Man trilogy, Number as two. it is. Um, it was released July 6, 2018. Got an 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 3.1 average on Letterboxd, uh, made $622 million on a $130 million budget. Um, you know, not much background to talk about this movie as compared to the first movie, which had, you know, that long that long lead-in with Edgar Wright, you know, dropping out and all that. Pretty much, it's a tale as old as time. First one made money. It's an IP. It's going to get a sequel. That's all I got for you in terms of that. Um, but in terms of new actors in this movie... Uh, love that Walton Goggins, isn't it? I love, I, I, I absolutely love Walton Goggins. Highlight one of the highlights of this movie. Walton Goggins, Corey, is he plays um, like that you know shady mob guy that they're dealing with the pin tech with. Oh yeah, you he's, know he's good. He is <laughs> he good. is a ball of fun, uh, and he's great in everything he's in that I've seen him in, whether it's uh, Vice Principals um, or Hateful Eight. Uh, he's gonna, oh my gosh! Oh, there it he is. is in we got a light bulb moment. We got a oh light bulb moment. Oh my gosh, he is so good in that movie. Isn't he? Yeah. He is also. Um, we gotta do a hateful eight. Oh, we will. We'll do a Tarantino franchise, I mean, quote unquote. Yeah. He's also. Um, he was known earlier for like his dramatic work. He did a lot of shows on FX. He was in Sons of Anarchy, which he's really good in. Um, he was also in the show called The Shield. Mm. If you've heard of it, it's. 
it's pretty solid. It's just really rough to watch. I mean, so it's, it's not it's not really happy. Is that what you're saying? Uh, it's a rough watch. Yeah, okay. it's pretty raw. Um, but yeah, I I love Walton Goggins too. I he's mean, just, there's no like it's very watchable. Yeah. Also, a uh, huge addition to the cast. Yep. yep. Catwoman, aka Michelle Pfeiffer. Yep, Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, no, I wasn't really in it that much though. No, she's really not. Um, I almost feel like almost I almost cameo. feel like you should have. They should have not advertised with her. So it's like a shock when that's the casting when they actually do meet. Did they advertise wife. for her? They did. She's on the poster. So she's on the poster. Or put it this way, at the very least, her name is on the poster. It says with Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. So it's it was announced that she was in it. Posters are so full of like just so politics these days. So you know, thick. like I know going into the film though. It was kind of a big deal who's going to be cast as Janet or, yeah, Janet, because I know Michael Douglas actually lobbied for Catherine Zeta-Jones to get the role. Well, that's because that's his wife. Yeah, I mean, but... but, Yeah, I mean, we can't always get what we want, Michael. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, kudos to him for having her as a wife, so that's cool. Um, We also got uh, Hannah John Kamen, um, Common, I don't know if I said her last name right, Um, but... Is that Ghost? Yes, she's Ghost. She was in, uh, I didn't know her for much. She's in Game of Thrones Season 6 as a role. Uh, uh, she has that one scene where they're in the, like, the Dothraki. Yes, I believe yeah. she is a member of the Dothraki. When It's that arc where Daenerys has been kidnapped by the Dothraki. Um, you know, and she once again finds herself in a precarious position. <laughs> so, <laughs> so precarious. So precarious. She's always in precarious positions. Um, I'm in season two. I'm rewatching it right now. Are you really? Yeah, I'm watching it with my girlfriend. Yeah, are you that's... gonna Are you gonna stop before season eight? No, I want I want I want her to feel the disappointment that I felt. You know, is this your first time watching it, season eight? Since, that's uh, love. This that's is my love. first time watching it all the way through. That's since love, I first man. Watched it. Yeah. That's, that's it's pretty great. Right? That's some it's, it's a really good. Stuff, it's a really Corey. good show. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is. She's actually. It, I forgot how much, and like I'm kind of jaded. But any, anyway, it's fine. Yeah, that's it's a good. whole it other podcast that yeah. I am sure but one other, want to do, but not right now. Other, Maybe when House of Dragon gets really big, we'll do like a you House know. of Dragon is huge. Yeah. Anyway, next next character, the new character. Yeah. Oh, I to say she was also a First Order officer in Force Awakens. She's one, but I don't know what part. She's just one of those. People on the monitors, and you know, she's probably hearing some intel and <laughs> getting, passing things. it along to some higher-ups. Yep, those weird helmets. Yeah, those um, weird hats. You also got Randall Park. Uh, you know, he's just he's the guy that pops up in a bunch of sh- stuff, you know, smaller roles. I think the biggest role I've seen him in is, like, um, Kim Jong-un, right? Yeah, in the interview. In um, the interview, yep. Um, he's, uh, he also, you know, has a sitcom fresh off the boat that I think he's been the lead in for a bit, but he, he, he's, uh, he, you know, he's famous as the meme is the fake Jim when they gaslight uh, Dwight into thinking that Jim... Has been Asian this whole time. Identity theft is not a joke, Jim. Millions of families suffer every year. Yeah, so that's that's you know he's got a lot of memorable okay. little cameos and stuff like that. Um, but he's uh, really funny in this. They bring him back for Wandavision. It's really cute. He's got a fa- fascination with close hand magic. Um, and the last guy, new guy, I was gonna bring up probably the biggest actor out of all of them. You know, maybe besides Michelle Pfeiffer, um, is Lawrence Fishburne. Morpheus. Um, he's in a lot of stuff. Um, Morpheus. Yes, Morpheus is probably his most famous role, but he's also in Boys in the Hood. He's really, really good in that. Uh, he's in the last couple John Wick movies. Looks like he's in the new one. Is he? Um, yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's a guy that's seen the trailer. Yet. He's the Bowery King. No, I know who he is. Well, I'm not sure for him to be in. The, I mean, because that's where John ends up at the end of the. Spoiler. Oh, you know what? We probably shouldn't spoil John Wick three. We're definitely gonna cover that. Um, yeah. He was. I forgot that's how because it, it was like. 
Are you mad, John? <laughs> Are you pissed off? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we can't, yeah. can't talk about that. But, you're right, you're right, you're right. No, 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 no. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. That's not how I'm talking about John Wick. I'm, I'm just saying, before this, he was actually in another superhero franchise. He was Perry White in the DC uh, Superman. Yes, I was going to say he was in... Um, oh, yeah. He, he's working at the... He's always telling Lois to you know be a, be a good reporter and telling Clark to pick his shit up, you know, and... He has a uh, no nonsense, uh, you know, editor at the Daily Planet. He he has a line that I quote often when people say something obvious. It's, it's the crime in Gotham. In other news, water wet. I know exactly the line <laughs> you're talking about, Cole. He's he's pretty great in those movies. They don't give him a lot to work with, but he's he's really great. Hey, what are you, you telling? You tell me that Zack Snyder didn't pack those scripts full of subtext and, and themes and thematic juice for him to sink his teeth in. We him. can't talk about these either. We're okay. not. Gonna, I'm not getting a deep <laughs> dive right, into this. The last thing I was gonna say is also in Nightmare on um, Nightmare on Elm Street three. Really good movie. All right. Um, so Dream Warriors. That would be the one. Um, all right. The first so one. first Nightmare on Elm Street three is just as good. That's, oh, that really? is what I would say. I heard two wasn't very good. Two is not. Two is interesting. I would say two that. is. That's why two I didn't is, move on. I was two definitely good. just. Ruin it. It, it, two is you don't, you don't have to talk about it. It jumps the shark a little bit, in my opinion, opinion but it's good. Two jumps the shark. Happy days. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's just talk about the movie. <laughs> Sunday, um, Monday. All right. Action. Even the opening scene, there's always some random girl who gets a call that undoubtedly ends up getting her killed. It's also predictable. There's no element of surprise. You can see everything coming. Did that surprise you? Now shut the fuck up and watch the movie. All right, in action. Uh, we're just gonna go ahead and talk talk about the film. Um, Cole, did you prepare anything? Did you prepare our plot? Yeah, Sorry. yeah. I'm let's ready go to go. Let's, let's get let's get right in. Can it. I talk about something really quick right off the bat? Because this has to do with the poster. And so I feel like that came before right. the movie, and that's part of the action. I really like this poster because in the first movie, they had a poster of just Scott where it was, like, really, really tiny, you know? Oh, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp, it was the exact same thing. His hands are small. Yeah, right. That's right. It's <laughs> that's a big, big characteristic of them. And I forgot about it, and then I was looking up the poster because you, you said Michelle Pfeiffer's on them, and I was just like, oh, I didn't know that. And so I looked it up. It's not a very high-quality picture, but it reminded me that they're both on it. And I really like that, and they missed the opportunity for the third one to not have a poster like that where they're just not on it because, like, they're so small you can't see it, and it just is Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania. Yeah, because they, they have the Kang hand, like, kind of. Well, yeah, that no, that one's cool. I'm just saying with, like, in their theme of doing those posters, they didn't do one for the third one where it was, like, just a white poster that says Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania at the bottom with, no one on it because they're just so small you can't see them. <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't, so know. You, I don't know. you could have still just had the Ant Man and the Wasp that same size and just had like Kang normal size. Be like, what, what, what do I do? With, what do I do with these guys? These are rascals. <laughs> all up in my all up in I my think, quantum causing I, mania. I think what their po- their point of the one where he's like holding them that poster. I think that was like what they yeah. were trying to do. Anyway, I wasn't trying to talk about. It. I was just yeah, saying. Gee whiz, can't wait to talk about that one. But um, I did like the poster for this one. With, yeah. with that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so of course we start with the uh, them just talking about Janet. Right. It's not really a deep scene. You just get the flashback. They leave Hope alone, and you get the feeling that Hank doesn't want to be a soldier. It's this whole arc that he has. He I hates. Get that feeling that he didn't want to be a soldier from that opening scene. 
I think he knows it's his duty. But yeah. no one likes leaving their daughter, Cole. Yeah, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think I got the more of a sense that he didn't want to leave his family, and he didn't want his family you know, to come Janet, with him. Janet's playing really nice with uh, with Hope. It's really cute when she does the, it's, oh, it's going to be so boring. And she's, like, falling asleep while she's talking, and then, you know, it's hey, like, oh, we got my, yeah, and he's like, we got to go. There's a, there's a nuke going to a city. It's going to destroy the world. We, we don't have time for this, these silly <laughs> these silly games. Um, um, I never got yeah, the they, sense that he hated his duty. I just got a sense nah. that he was just like, okay, this they is got, They got a job to do, Cole. That's their job. That's their job. <laughs> That's what they got to do. Um, and then, uh, I mean, uh, we cut to Scott in his house, and there's so much going on here. What, out of all the things he does in his daily routine, because it they tell you later in the movie that they have this map down to like the minute what Scott does throughout the day and we kind of we kind of see it but what was your favorite thing that you saw him doing just throughout that entire well, montage I, I that's a good that's a good question I really liked the bowling because <laughs> you know? he's been it, it says that we he's been doing this for two years and he's still just bouncing the ball like what are you doing like you gotta i don't know i would have been frustrated like where, where i think uh personally but for me purpose. my favorite shot was him reading a fault in our stars oh and crying <laughs> yeah hysterically that seemed, yeah that was pretty that, funny that was a big 2000 i mean that, that whole right that whole montage Ooh, I, I just—I really am fighting the urge to compare it to Quantum Mania right now, um, in a positive light. That this movie—that I just really like what this movie is, and it's small stakes, and um, it just—it's—it's it's Scott being funny. Um, It's—it it really feels at home with the characters. That whole montage is so, so, so good. Uh, you know, it—it—it it, it establishes, you know, all you know, all this information that we need to know. Like, this is what he's been up to. This is this is what his life like. This is who he is as a person. I have a quick question. Sorry yes. to interject. Is that what house arrest is? You're just like literally confined to only. I'm house. assuming I thought it was he like... has it with more means yeah. than most people who are under house arrest have it. Okay. Because actually, I th- most of the time it was... it's kind of like a disturbia, and you usually see someone across the street uh, murdering people, and you don't, you can't do anything about it because if you go over there, you bet the ankle brace will go off. Disturbia. You have a telescope because you're Sick bored. reference. So like you, you watch and you see this guy. Usually, you're Shia LaBeouf in these scenarios. <laughs> Are you always Shia LaBeouf in these scenarios, though? No. All right, I did want to say something. Yeah, sorry, uh, the, I didn't mean to interrupt. The crazy maze that he set up, the cardboard thing, uh, it's somehow less believable than him becoming a literal Ant-Man. What? I, this, the I, maze? It's just maze, a bunch no of boxes. Way. That was intricate I, as hell. That was he, just a bunch of boxes. He made it a I'm just saying that cardboard maze, the amount of time, The amount of time he had to put into that maze with the slide. And the, he has two years. And, and a giant ant. Wow! Wow! Okay. Learning close-up magic was all of that worth the the five-minute experience? I think it was. Here's why: because I bet it wasn't just a five-minute experience. Oh, they, they, I, keep, I, they do this maze a lot. I think they like she plays in it, and I think this was like one where he was just like, okay, here, let me plan something out, like so we can have a little bit more mm. fun with it. And that's when he made the ant, and then like the Anton. and everything. But I bet, Anton. I bet, like he did that so she would have something to do, and so it acted like. There was more than just a house. There was like a playground there too where she could yeah. have a little bit more fun. But I loved it. You know why? Because I was just like, you know what? If you have two years alone and you need to entertain your kid abs- and she knows you're a superhero, you might as well just try to bring like your world to her as best you can because she's probably like – she want, like it's obvious in this movie that she wants to be um, – she like wants to be his partner. Like she says it. 
and it's just like okay he it's probably not the first time she said that to him either so it was like okay let me let me help let me do something whatever i can to do that and it wasn't like it was this huge maze we saw him do two turns that's so easy yeah <laughs> but he also absurd turns the, like, then, then we got abs- the slider absurd yeah, the, yeah, we got the, the lasers slider was so easy the lasers the lasers we started on how long the lasers would have taken for him to set up the la- it was just yarn Oh, okay. It you was a Hobby Lobby guy over here. This that stuff is takes time. Do you know what it probably was? It was him take, tying it to it's a. Not, it's not an actual problem, by the way. I was just saying. No, no, no. Listen, what it was. It was it, listen how easy it probably was. Okay. It was him probably tying it to a pencil and then sticking it through one box, sticking through other, snipping, doing the exact same thing with a bunch. Yeah, it'll take some time. It's not going to take more than an hour. That would have taken way more than an hour. It was one section of the entire okay. maze. We, we but, spent too much time on but, the maze. Oh, my but gosh, anyway, guys. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring this up because we do get, like, this great look into Scott's life. Like, just in this one moment, he's spent this time there. But you also get, like, the scene with Luis. And you get the introduction of Jimmy Woo, who's kind of become... A nice yeah. little Marvel mainstay, in yeah. a way. Like, Randall Park is really funny... And I think it's great that they created, like, this character who's clearly not confident. Jimmy's not confident in this movie. And, it like, it really shows because Scott is, like, this very confident, like, guy. And they're a nice foil to each other. Their, their interactions are really good. I like <laughs> the, 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 the way, so, you know, when you're writing something, you have to come up with creative ways to, you know, get the exposition without it just feeling like an exposition dump. <laughs> And this has got to be one of the funniest ways to do it with Cassie being like, why are you, why are you meeting my dad or whatever? And he goes, oh, Cassie, this must, this must seem like a lot of grown-up stuff to you. Like and at first he's, he, he starts it like he's actually going to like explain it like a little girl. It's like, oh, you know, like at school you can't draw on the, ro- the walls. You know, we have rules. You know, so your daddy went to Germany, drew on the walls with Captain America, which was in violation of the. And he goes into like severe technical like terminology. He like broke it, it down to the article. So breaks down all the Bible thing that got Scott where he is now. It was really good. And his delivery is so good. I also wrote this down in my notes. I did like he, he at one point he goes, I don't even remember what he says after this, but he goes, not to be a Johnny Ask a lot, <laughs> but but then he asks a question or whatever, but. That's just, I love, he's just got that charm. It's just so sweet and innocent, little FBI agent. I, I'm sure FBI <laughs> agents are not like that in real life. But. And the, the great thing about it is all the humor, it's like family friendly, but it's still funny. Like this, the moment he just looks at Scott and goes, I'm also a youth pastor. Yeah. Like, it's just little. <laughs> you're so good with kids. <laughs> and then he responds to them also. Checks out. It's little. You know what's a funny perspective is, so if they're both FBI agents, that means this guy is the same job as Clarice Sterling from Silence of the Lambs. Now try to picture. <laughs> <laughs> try to picture swapping. The she characters. was a trainee in that yeah, movie, I too. I so this ranks. movie would benefit from swip- switching those and having so, you Clarice. Said this, this movie's not as good as. No, no, like, no, it was, okay, what, what what do you, (laughs) no, what he's saying, I get what you mean, you switch Jimmy Jimmy Woo, Jimmy Woo, and, Randall Park, Randall Park and Clarice Starling. The Silence of the Lambs is a better film with with Randall Park. (laughs) It's a different Um, film. (laughs) That, I do agree with that, we are on the same page there. How'd you do it, Mr., how'd you do it, Mr. Lecter? I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Wow. You cannot get I, these impressions I, anywhere. I Only mean, on this podcast. I, I, I mean the card trick, sir. 
But anyway, anyway, <laughs> any, any, anyway we move for we move further. Uh, Janet reaches out to Scott through the through quantum in, entanglement, which Scott later apologizes for. He would never Did, entangle with. I would Hank's. never. Enta- I respect you too much, Hank. I would never entangle with your. <laughs> <laughs> but and then um, Scott is then. I would I would say he's kind of kidnapped. Yeah, he's kidnapped by oh, he's, Hope. There's Definitely some tension. There's some tension here. I, I have in my notes that Hope looks so damn good, <laughs> which is a huge contrast. It's a big contrast from the contrast from the first. Yeah, one. I was gonna say just one. from the first one to it's this one. It's a big contrast. It's... She looks incredible. And then you know I, I know we said we weren't gonna talk about it. No, just don't enjoy, talk. All I'm saying don't, is enjoy don't, don't, this don't. while you got. It. <laughs> all, that's all I'm saying is. You know, things are fleeting, and we shouldn't take anything for granted. But the thing about the hair is, this this hair change shows Hope's devel- development. I'm She's no say, longer all business. I'm Cole, say, I did not, Cole, I did want to bring up something, because I know you really liked the business <laughs> thing in the first one. And I, I noticed in this one, when Luis is doing his recap... Yeah, that was the joke. Okay, so this whole time, that bit was, you were taking oh my that... God. So it wasn't <laughs> even a bit that he made. You were <laughs> referencing it the second the, one. It was all for God. the payoff. I I was oh watching gosh. it, and I and I when I, I was like Leo pointing at the screen. I was like, "That was that shit Cole was saying." Whoop, right there, yeah. there it is. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah. So that's Ooh. That, Yeah. You know, no they, more they don't bits. like Scott right now. They're they're mad at Scott, rightfully so. They're on the run because Scott got that tech all, you know, in, in the limelight stuff, and he says he got rid of the suit, but he didn't. It's actually in the trophy. We find out later. But there's there's also the tension because Hank thought he destroyed it and Scott would never do that. But he was also, he, he was going to be bad no matter what. He was just pretty pissed at Scott. But yeah, she, yeah. it seemed like, I wonder, because Hope wanted to go with him, right? I know. We find that out pretty early, that Hope wanted to go with him. It's like, would you have she come if I asked you? Caught. Would you have come with I asked you? Or or something like that. Yeah. And, he, and she he says like, you or she says you never would have gotten caught. But so if cute. they did, because like, Everyone, everyone got caught. Like, so, wasn't didn't uh, who, who else got caught? Who else got caught? Ever, Sam, Hawk, Sam and, Hawkeye. And I mean, everyone except Sam Why is she so certain that she wouldn't? Uh, anyway, she's it, can, so she they had, probably she's small. Right, right. Anyway, right, right, right. You see, she has lasers. So right, 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 right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But here's the thing: if they would have gotten caught, even though they probably wouldn't have, because they can shrink, right? Um, if they would have gotten caught, would Hank have been mad at both of them? Yes. Because if he would have asked Hope at that point, don't you think Hope would have, like, his her dad immediately would have gotten on board? Because it seems like that those two are like, I don't really like what you're doing, but we're going to do this. Well, way. since he was fighting a Stark, then maybe. Since he was on Cap's side. And he doesn't like Starks. So maybe. Um, I'm so mad. That, yeah. I was kind of upset that they were so mad at him. I don't, I, I don't know. No, I think it's kinda, pretty justified. I, I understand, but also, like, like well, and they were on the run. I, you I, have I, to, like, as soon as that happened, they went into hiding because it was this, Pym Tech, so Hank is right. technically, like, liable. Here's the, well, uh, yeah, anyway. But even if they would have gotten away, they still would have had to gone on, gone on the run because it was very obvious that Ant-Man was there. You can't really hide that Ant-Man was there, right? right. He, he got pretty big. Right. And so they would have all had to go on the run. Tiny dude is big now. But they don't. But was Ant-Man really in the public eye at that point? I don't think so. So I think even if they had footage of that, they would not have been a guarantee. So they, I don't think, think he oh. would have been. It's, it's kind he of He wasn't an Avenger yet. Like, he, he is in a movie that we're not going to talk about. But, like, um, I, I think he might have been. Either way. We'll, we'll never know. But I so think, think Hope is confident that she would have been able he, to get him away. And they since, would not have been able to prove anything. Since he got caught... 
that's why he became such a pot. Like it was like. Well, no, him. that was more. That's why, but that's why they had to go in hiding because yes, he got yes. caught. But if he didn't get caught, like they would have not. They would have been like, I don't. Hey, where do we even start? That's what they want us to think as the audience, and that's what we have to. But accept. then, so you saying Scott gave them away? Yeah, no, well, Scott, I don't think he. They're like, well, tell us where you got this. And he's well, like, oh, Hank Pym. I oh, think they already knew that he was around Hank Pym. How they, would they have known Hank Pym? Because he came into the damn interrogation room to, to get Scott in the first they one. They didn't know who Hank was. They they, they they found out the first one. They said that's Hank they, Pym. Yeah, they did find out. That's how it led him back to Pym. They, that, that's not... In this in this world, with this technology, you tell me they don't have... Oh, here's a face. We but, can't figure out oh, that that's The Hank way Pym. I always kind of saw it was... So S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Avengers, they, they gave up everything. If it was superhuman, they gave it up, and it had to be accounted for, right? Right. So... They still have all of Hank's research. Do you think it's, it's said on like, the suit like Hank Tech or Pym Tech or something like that? No, that but like they knew down. Shield had get the suit. Shield had the information. They knew they had. They knew there was an agent back in the day who could shrink and grow at will. And in the first movie, he in, he integrates the the Avengers facility. There's there's oh it probably was and then there's you're under arrest. We have actual evidence that this was you and you know like. Either way, the, yeah. the movie doesn't Maybe, want us yeah. to think, you know. Spider-Man fucking gives you know, him away. He takes the whole vi- the video log. <laughs> yeah, well, that's silly, too. But also, that's just for him, you know. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that uh, when we do our Cap Trilogy. Um, That'll be exciting. So, uh, you know, I, I love that they're like, oh, no one's going to know you're gone. And they, they put a giant ant doing that stuff. And, <laughs> and it, it's funny be- only because of Louise. Louise. <laughs> because Scott, that it's actually Scott. Scotty? <laughs> that's, that's funny. Um, I do like, so we, they, they confess or, or we, we have Paul Rudd confess to them and like, oh, I had that dream last night, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, oh, and they're like, oh yeah, because we've been doing these quantum experiments, trying to get my mom back. And then you called five minutes after we turned it on. Um, and then Hope, he talks about how he's like, oh yeah, I found a little girl in the hiding spot and Hope's like, I, you know, she details the thing. He's like, oh, that's it. And she's like, she's like, I would hide there every time we played. <laughs> and it's like an emotional moment. Scott's just like, I don't. I think you understood the game. <laughs> it's just like the, of hide and seek. Well, I, th- there's also that undercut point where they're like describing it, and he's like, "Is that what her dresser's called? A wardrobe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was like a big dresser. Yeah. No, it was like a big dresser with and doors. Then, that's it, a wardrobe. It's giving a uh, Chris Pratt like, I'm not from Earth. I'm from Missouri. You know, oh so. yeah, that's <laughs> on Earth type shit. Yeah. Um, I fist bump every single time he says that line. Stuff. Do Do we have the action scene yet? Uh, yeah, this leads into meeting Sonny Birch and Ghost. Love it. I love that Southern child. I loved it because it's like this suave Southern guy who's like suave. Even when yeah. Hope takes, even when Hope takes the case, she beats everybody's ass. Dude, I want to talk about. He says, "I'll see ya." Like yeah. he's like, "I'm gonna be seeing you, Miss Van." Dyke. Oh, I'll be seeing you, Hope. Our business ain't done, you know, stuff like that. You know, uh, this scene, this first action scene with the wasp uh you know with hope and wasp gear fucking awesome i was i i was watching this and i was like this is the stuff that i like this is what ant-man this is the 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 ceiling of what ant-man type of action can be in terms of small to big small to big flying around like she gets she would i mean she would get small evade them fly around get big take one of them down get small again Get small run along a knife that they're throwing at her, and then jump at, and then with the blasters. I mean, yeah. this whole fight scene was awesome. She gets it. This was like a, yeah. She, <laughs> she knows. She knows that. She gets it. <laughs> she knows what the people. Evangeline Lilly is really good in this movie, uh, and these these, these uh, wasp scenes are so fun, so fun. And you know, you got Michael Douglas and uh, 
uh, uh, you know, Scott watching on the cameras, but that's when Ghost shows up, and she's she's kind of creepy, you know, because she's a little hologram woman. She can go in and out of physical states of matter, which is fun gimmick, fun fun gimmick. So I want to talk about Ghost for a second. I want to talk. Can about, we talk about Ghost for a second? Can we talk, about, talk ghost? about Ghost? I want to talk, so talk about Ghost. So I don't. So I don't get it. <laughs> is that what you're getting? I don't really understand. <laughs> like, okay, she phases, right? Right. And that's bad, right? It seems painful because, because it's like it's her like ripping, cells splitting, and reattaching yeah. constantly. Right. Why? Because the thing exploded. It's yes. Ra- it, you know, it's random quantum Here's science. What, okay, not talking about it's the third one, but after seeing the third splitting. one, I don't understand. Right. I. You know, that sounds... There's a lot of things I don't understand <laughs> after watching the third one. But anyway, again, we're, not we, we're not talking about, about the third one. one. I just, okay, even if we were to accept that, we don't really see any evidence of, like, that was even an issue. I don't really understand where this goes. I think... I feel like they felt the need to tie in her powers to the quantum realm somehow, since like that was their goal. Their goal was to get to the quantum realm in this movie yeah. to save their uh, her our, uh, Hope's mom, which I understand. Good goal, great, awesome, love it. I'm here for it. I feel like where their issue was to tie in the quantum realm with the villain, like to cause the issue. I think to solve the issue, it's fine. I like it because then they're like all after the same thing, and they're like, what? Like they're trying to it like becomes, each other. Uh, it becomes what it is, which is a MacGuffin story, right? Like, and so all going for sense. And I, I'm here for that because like that would make sense why he's involved, but like why uh, um, Michael Douglas's partner? What was his name in the movie? Bill Foster. Oh, yeah. Bill Foster. I, I and like that would make sense why he's involved, and I loved him in this, and like I, I enjoyed him being a part of it um, because he was like bad, but also like good. You know, because he was against the heroes, but he wasn't like he wasn't bad by any means. He wasn't the bad type of good, but he was the good type He's of bad. Principled man. He's a principled man. Yeah, I'm, I don't even say he was a good type of bad. I don't think he was a bad guy at all. No, he was. But a... he was fighting the heroes, so he was like one of the antagonists. He's just trying to save this girl's life because right. she's literally going to die. Right, but he was against the heroes, so he's an antagonist. But he wasn't like a bad guy. Right, right. Um, and for, for those following I just, along at home, this is Lawrence Fishburne that we're talking. I about. wish. They didn't give her the powers that way because it just it messied and muddied things up, you know. Oh, well, type, oh, in terms of that's how she got her how she got like there was, I like I, I don't know like, I, I don't know I kind of buy it, it enough in the sense that if they don't try to over explain it so I, I you know when you when you do that I can take a step back and be like I'm not gonna get it and you guys aren't asking me to, you know and that's fine with me. When you don't explain something then it doesn't have to... It, it's harder to say that doesn't make sense. In the movie, yes. But then they try to explain it further as we go further, and that's where it gets muddy. And I think that's my big problem. Um, I think that's my big... Anyway, so I guess in this movie, in, the, like, in taking it as it is, it's fine. But moving forward, it was kind of like, what are we talking about here? And if we try to think about it for too long, we throw up because we get sick. Right. Getting jumbled around for some. Did you get sick? Um, uh, just a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I. But yeah, besides that, I thought I think Ghost was fine. Yep, I like the Ghost character a lot. I think she's uh, a very fascinating antagonist. I love that. You know, I always love a good sympathetic villain. She's definitely sympathetic because she's literally dying, uh, and she was, you know, her parents died, and she, she was forced she's, to she's, become an assassin. And yeah, she's th- sympathetic up to a point. Like once we get to a certain point, I it's still, just like, what I are we doing here? I still understand that. No, I still get it though, because she isn't she the way she, like. Paints she it is that she is in. It's not like 
oh, this is a solution. I need it right now. And I want it now just because I'm impatient. It is literally like you don't understand that I am literally dying. And every second I'm existing is in extreme pain. And like I, I think I could end okay. this pain no, right I, now. I, 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 you're, right, try, you're, right. You know? you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That felt good. Um, so, yeah, after this, we're introduced to Bill Foster, who we've clearly talked about. So we don't need to... Uh, Dive deeper into that, but um, then you. I, I like his little I back love and the forth. disguises at the baseball game, but like what we like, do is we don't we don't we don't look disguised. We look like us at a baseball game. Yeah, we're like, just wearing sunglasses and hats. Yeah, I like his little back and forth with Scott too. Like how how big did you get? And then yeah. she brings up like when you're done comparing sizes. I thought that, that was, was a trailer line. Yeah. I thought that, was that a trailer. I line. thought that was a bit much, but I like that you're going back and forth. Like, that bit like they're just yeah. kind of like in their own little worlds and it's like you're really cool you know yeah, like, they like each other yeah. i don't have a problem <laughs> i like later because later when it's like oh he is actually working with ghost i was like oh i thought you were cool man <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? but um i laughed a lot they get they, they do get scott back uh you know because then they're like oh scott was here blah blah, blah so we got to go find him right or whatever and that so scott is back at the house again right for jimmy we would come back um, is that this part? Not, no. not yet. That's that's much later. When is the "I'll be seeing you, Scott" part? Is that at the that's, end? That's yeah, like barely. Yeah. That's when he's I taking the that. angle. <laughs> Wait, I thought you were inviting me. I thought, I thought you were inviting me to dinner. Why would I invite? I don't, that's what I was wondering. I'm confused. Yeah. Do you want to go? No. This is, yeah. That's unprofessional. <laughs> so anyway, um, after that, they uh, oh, they go to the school. They go to the school um, to mm-hmm. find the new regulator. Because no, the old Scott, yeah, Scott had hid the hid the Ant Man suit in the trophy that Cassie brought to show and tell. I love this whole scene of the regulator being messed up and how he his size keeps like alternating and it goes to like uh like an awkward like little like little like five year old size. Here's here's my problem with that part. I, I thought it was fun, and I really liked it. If we ignore what happened in the first one, but in the first one, we discover that like. The suit needs to shrink over you because air like shrinks as it goes into the suit, so it's breathable, is what they describe it as. Because like your body can't process it if it's too like if the molecules are too big. Which I was like, awesome, you know, love that. And then he's just taking the suit off all willy nilly. The helmet's coming off. The helmet comes off when he's really big, which I guess that's not a huge issue. But like when he's really small, I was like, what? I thought we we had rules, and then we drop kicked him out the window. Yeah. I was upset by that, but I really like the scene. Your, your feelings are valid, and I hear that. I just like rules. When we have rules, because then it makes things hard, it makes things difficult, it makes things very interesting. So you're saying this movie went to Germany with Captain America and scribbled all over the walls and yeah. broke the rules. And broke the Geneva Convention. <laughs> <laughs> or the, uh, so the, the Soviet, Soviet Accords. The Soviet Accords. Right. Um, um, no, I, yeah, no, you're, you're right. I, but I, I, just, do, I like when we stick with rules. I, That's I, my I only issue with it, but really, I did like the scene. I actually wrote that. So they have like, you know, the Ant-Man theme or whatever, but they make it like a little like arcade sounding version of it. That thing, yeah. Uh, I really like the way that's used here. Um, I like the way uh, Hope talks to him like a little baby kid. Um, Come on, you almost got it. It's really <laughs> like Dead Sea. Again, I just I was in love with, with her this whole. I don't think I've ever been so attracted to a character solely in one movie when she's in multiple other movies where I really don't feel much about her at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like this middle movie, I'm just like so into her as a character and can't, everything. Can't wait to talk about Quantum Media. Oh boy, um, I'm not. I can't. I I can, I could wait, but um, oh thankfully I, thankfully we have to. This guy hasn't seen but, it. But um, you watch it. Not to spoil. Go how in we feel with, about just it. go in. 
With yeah, all watch, wide just, open. just watch a movie, man. Just enjoy okay. the movie you're watching. Well, uh, there is a scene I forgot. To, <laughs> <laughs> I did forget to mention. So the reason they go to Bill Foster was Lu- they go meet Luis, uh, Kurt, and Dave. Right, they, they got a business uh, T, now. T.I. and David Dell's Machi. And, and you get... It's just so funny because the scene before that, like, Scott's like, I know some people who can help. And Michael Douglas screams no at, like, the top of his lungs five times because he's like, I don't want to see these guys. I have, I avoid he said, them. He called them wombats in the first one, right? Not in yeah. the second one? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not those wombats. There's that great scene where Scott walks into the office and he sees his desk, which is... um. Oh, then you, you get the thing that you like to say a lot. It's like, this is literal garbage. You got this from the garbage. You found this amongst garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you like saying that one, don't you? But, I mean, I mean that, scene's, that scene's really funny because you see this character, Luis, who was like this just enabler in the first movie. He was always like, Scotty, I got a heist for you. And in this movie, he tries to be serious and it's it comes off really funny. He's worried, yeah, no. He's, this is also, you know what's funny is this, in Civil War, you have a scene where Ant-Man is whispering to himself, like, I'm the boss, I'm the boss, I'm the boss, I'm the boss. And in this one, doesn't Scott, doesn't Luis, like, yeah, like, yeah I'm, I'm the boss. I'm the boss, I'm the boss. I'm the boss. I'm the boss. I'm the boss. He I'm just the boss. comes out. He draws himself into the window. I thought that was an interesting yeah. parallel. But uh, anyway, we go out to the woods. Yes. We go out to the woods and we finally meet Ghost. I mean, we've we've yes. seen her, but we haven't really met the character at all. And it's she's, just and she's British. Yeah, she's very what British. a reveal the audacity. British villain, another British villain added to the list. How many Harry other British? Well, 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 we have Churchill. Um, <laughs> I mean, in Marvel, <laughs> we're starting from the beginning. Uh-huh. Um, yes, yeah, so we meet right. Ghost. Uh, is that when we're introduced that Foster's with her? Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, then they steal the 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 thing pretty easily after yeah, that. Yeah. Right? But we also get the hilarious scene of Scott keeps getting the phone calls, and he's he's assuming it's an emergency because it's his daughter, it's, and she just wants her soccer cleats. Oh my gosh! Drink every single time he says peanut. You know. Hey like, peanut. <laughs> yeah. Hey peanut. I'm yeah. just like, okay, can we? We gotta move on from this thing. <laughs> I was triggered by it multiple times. Because yeah. oh, of your allergy, huh? Corey? But, <laughs> but they get it. They get out of the woods and the truth serum. Hence. It's not truth serum. Hence. Oh, so, th- so this is Walton Goggins meeting Luis. Here's the thing. The undercarriage. I love his, his, yeah, I would say he, the way he walks in when they're talking about washing a car or whatever. Yeah, I got the words. And then, and then yeah, and then Walton Goggins walks in. And he, he's like, so casual. He finishes the, he's like, that's why, because in Midwest con- or states, they uh, Midwest salt from uh, the ice off the bottom of the cars or whatever. And he's like, who are you? Why do you know so much about car wash protocol? <laughs> you know? But like the fact that he like, you know, like villains always come in and they finish sentences or they come in with the, the answer a character's question. And that's like the reveal, like, oh, they're here now. And they, they overheard the conversation. And now they're entering in with this line. And for him to be his like cool, menacing villain line to be like, explaining why a car wash like who would wash the bottom of the car 
why and the undercarriage wash is like uh, and he just says it and says it in the same tone like he's like you know explaining a villainous plan you know it's it's you know that's that's pretty effective but um and Walton Goggins can sell it just because he's a he's a really fucking funny guy <laughs> um yeah and then the true serum you know we get another Luis uh callback you know stuff he and uh, the story he's telling about Scott and then they say the word jukebox and he starts talking about like Morrissey I think or yeah, something it's like another yeah. <laughs> But anyway, I mean, the recap is just so funny in the way that it has nothing to do with where with Scott is. It's like Scott's emotional journey. Yeah, where is Scott films. physically? <laughs> <laughs> where is Scott Lang literally? Oh, he's in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Ghost is there and everyone freaks out. Like Baba Yaga. Yeah. It's a story to frighten the children, you know. Um... Yeah, that's a it's a good it's a good scene. We're not talking about John Wick. Um Baba Yaga. Yeah, no, I no, I you don't have to <laughs> No, David Dunn's Machian calls calls ghost Baba Yaga and then I, he starts I, singing I, the he, nursery. He watched I, the I movie know. too. <laughs> <laughs> because I saw the seen film the movie. <laughs> and we hope that applies to you at home too. Or at work or in the car, wherever you are. Um but yeah, she uh she steals the lab pretty easily after they get raided. You know, okay. Can we talk about the shrinking lab for a second? Um, so, okay. What's wrong with it? I don't. Nothing's wrong with it. I'm just saying, in terms of someone trying to hide their shrinking technology, to just have a building, it looks like it's not in the middle of. No, it, they move it to the woods, mm-hmm. which makes sense. That would have made sense from the beginning. They have this building in the middle of a fucking city. It was in a lot. It was in an empty lot. Right. It happened to be the exact Something size. Something that someone be. would fucking notice if a building is there, and then it's not. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. But it was in. It was in. It was in. It was a uh, slower street. Just in terms of people, I'm just saying. <laughs> in terms my... of these characters, in terms of like the whole deal is, oh, let's be careful. Let's protect our tech. Ooh, don't make mistakes. Ooh, don't let people see you. Uh, what they... the hell were they fucking thinking? Why do so they always stupid. have it big? Yeah, well, they could be small. The yeah, <laughs> they could be small in there. There was. They could be. They could. I understand. Been, I understand. Small they... and in the woods, no one will ever find you. Yeah, like, I understand the need to like. Oh, we can't travel to the quantum realm when it's smaller than normal size. Which I'm like, you know what? I buy. It. Why not have that be the big moment? It's like, oh my gosh, there's a building. It's huge. We go right now. That's where it is. Like right. then you could do that. Like to find the lab. But I think like, Jimmy Woo actually does that later, and then he goes, "Oh my god, it shrunk." Like, there's the scene where he runs up to, like, the giant I, man suit. Oh, yeah, like, no, I, I, I'm that's just saying. That's like, deflates, because it's, like, how the hell did they even do that? I don't know. That's, that, I don't, if all the things for me to question, I'm not going to question ants in it. Is that what it was? Who the ants shrink back down? Is that what it was? I don't think, that, that's not, not what It's headcanon. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, did they explain that? Did they, yeah. did they cut that exposition scene? Kevin Feige uh, said it afterwards. Did they explain that? But yeah. I, would, I would actually like to talk about what I consider the most important scene, uh, Paul Rudd's impression of Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> when, I, um, <laughs> well, it's not really it an wasn't impression. Really, yeah, it was not an impression that's not, the de- that's, not, that's not the definition of an it impression. Was, it was Paul Rudd acting as Michelle Pfeiffer, acting as, uh, uh, what's her name? Right. Janet. Her, Janet. Janet. And so I don't think it was. It wasn't like doing a voice. That would have been a little over over the top. I just, I just thought that it. entire scene was so hilarious because he's like holding their hands, and I think he like gives Hank a kiss on the cheek. No, too. it was it, no, he I gives think. Pim a kiss on the forehead. That's Pim, what he does. Pim? He gives he gives hope hope. Van Dyke. 
Van <laughs> Van Dyne. Van Dyne. You're thinking of uh, Dick Van Dyne. Dick Van Dyne. <laughs> That's what I Van Dyne? Oh. oh. Okay, let me look that up. <laughs> okay, Corey. Um, okay. <laughs> Real life. But, but anyway, yeah, I just, I think that scene's so funny because it's, I mean, Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd's a hilarious guy and it works so well <laughs> in that oh moment. Gosh. No, it does. You're right. Um, it was a bit much. But then after that, uh, Stop laughing. Oh, my God. The truth serum scene lines up, and Scott has to go back to the house, and Cassie is just really funny in that moment where she's like, but Daddy threw up. Oh, and she's like, come here for him. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a trained agent. I can handle this. Like a lot. <laughs> like a, a lot, lot. A lot. <laughs> Move. It's fine. The, no, the, the face he makes, he kind of like scrunches his mouth like, do I actually want to deal with See, this? You okay, this, is also a good spot to, this is also a good spot to bring up that the, how the, the difference in relationship between movies now between um, Judy Greer and Bobby uh, Cannavale or whatever. Uh, how like he is he is so into Scott now, just giving him hugs and be like, "Oh, you're the best man." I, I love that. I love when they're like, "Oh, he's sick," and it's like, "Oh, I hope you feel better, buddy." <laughs> you know? And they're all saying bye together, like bye, bye. like in the game. Yeah. I love how wholesome little family. He 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 was so warm to him, and I was just like, "Good, we don't need him to be all like big and bad anymore." Like I understood in the first one because it was like he's a police officer. And he was even bad. He was pretty reasonable. All things considered, I, I understand, but he was still like. Scott's the guy that we connect with, and he was kicking Scott out of his house. And so it was just like, right. okay, he's in. They're trying to say like, audience, we he we kind of like keep our distance from this guy. Right. Um, but I liked in this one that he was just right there with them. Yeah, but yeah, Bobby Cannavale's really great in this movie. Uh, you shot Jared Jeter. He did. He did yell that at Mark Wahlberg and the other guys. You're right, Corey. It's most um, and How'd then you do that? And then you get what is... I would say it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie that's not like a big action-packed fight scene. And it's... It's the really cute scene at like when they're both sitting at the edge of the bed with uh, Cassie and Scott. I mean... What like, part are you talking about? Uh, where like... She's like, so how long have you been Ant-Man again? Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, you need a partner or whatever. Someone watching your back. It's another trailer trailer scene. And then, like, he's like, she doesn't want to be it. And Cassie is under the impression, like, she was talking about him. That's and, cute. It's a cute little father-daughter and, moment. And she's like, hey, yeah. I want to be your partner. What what hap- what happens next? We got to be close to the to the oh we got the, we're we like, have a we're big the closing, San Francisco yeah, we're the car chase pretty much right now. now. I like the car chase where she was small and like everything. I didn't really un- I was kind of over it when the regulator was going off again. And he was just like couldn't really control his yeah. size. I was like, okay, like, car chase car chase set piece is fun. You know, it does have my big problem of car chases in movies in general, which is especially in superhero movies like this. It's just like, I mean, what do you guys are all really confident that there is not a pedestrian around that corner that you're taking so tightly, you know? <laughs> you know. That's your problem with big car chases? So you would like it more almost if they hit a pedestrian? No, I'm just saying if they exit... Ex- I think I would like exercise it. Exercise a little bit more caution. 
But you, you can't know, be like, cautious when, when you're like when Hope's wall. like, oh, I got a plan or whatever, and she's taking him down like the really zigzaggy street or whatever, and we're gonna flip him, and it's gonna be a big explosion. We're gonna stop him. It's gonna be awesome, Dad. I'm a hero. I say I protect lives, oh and goodness. I also know that there's not one single person on this section because if there is, there is no chance they survive. You know. I just saw a blood vessel pop in Zach's eye. I'm just eye. saying stuff yeah, like that. Bullets. It's just like I'm not saying really aggressive. It doesn't like ruin the movie or anything. I'm just saying I can enjoy a movie more when I'm not like ah like. Man, that is awfully fucking convenient. I feel like in Mission Impossible, they use more caution with the stuff they do in terms of, like, not putting other civilian lives in jeopardy. But Very interesting. I mean, the car chase is, like, because Luis finally gets to be, like, a hero in that moment where he's driving the car, and he's like, oh, that undercarriage is filthy. Yeah, that pays off. It pays off the like thing. the joke. Putting Luis in the action is is a good is a good uh, change of pace for him. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that that beloved commercial? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he's great. Um, but yeah, after that, what we get? I mean, Walton Goggins he gets goes, the suitcase at the end, and it gets on yeah, yeah, and then you have the the giant Ant Man, and they were like, "If you look over to your left, kids." Oh, it's breaching. We got a whale already. Yeah. Because he did the feet, I guess he was swimming like that. Um, Awfully convenient for him. Has anybody like seen that. a well-dressed man for in a suit? A southern gentleman. <laughs> he says a southern gentleman, I believe. Um, yeah, so that I mean that whole sequence is good. You know, it's it's paying off all the the. I mean, put it this way: when you have all these people going after the same thing, I, I'm sitting here thinking like I really like uh, this the story of this movie a lot. Uh, yeah. I really, I really do enjoy it's because it's so fun. Um, it's it's not like a or it's not, you're not you know buckled down by the origin storyness of the first one. It's really just a really fast paced movie uh, that's really simple. If you I mean the whole quantum science of it all is not simple, but they don't try to they don't like bury you under it, so right. it's it's fine. Um, but just the fact that we you know we have Walton Goggins character, we have ghosts, we have uh, the Van the Van Dynes um, <laughs> the Van Dynes going after. To save their, uh, you know, wife or whatever. And then uh, you also have, uh, you know, Scott, you know, trying to do right by them while also not jeopardizing his uh, his relationship with his family because he's so close to being off of the house. Yeah, arrest. literally one day. There's just so many little, yeah, there's so <laughs> many little, like, like facets of this plot that work so well. Uh, you, you know, you, you find yourself even caring. He's even got to work on the, the proposal for the... The, the clients that his Carapetian. Yeah, he's got he's got to work on that too. Just all these little things coalesce and just a, really organically into this like small scale story, small scale story for Ant Man. Not again. No pun not intended. Not talking about Quantum right now. No pun intended though. But okay. I'm just saying it works really well here. The character works really well in small scale scenarios. Relax. I am relaxed. I'm only talking about getting tense. I'm not talking about how well this movie works. That's all I'm talking about. It's oh my you're really ruining Quantum Mania for me. I'm gonna go Look in. what you're doing. Quantum Mania is gonna ruin Quantum Mania for itself for you. That's oh it. my gosh no it ugh. I'm don't talking. listen to him. I'm He's so jaded. Zach's you such a little brought hater. It up, not me. You Sweet. brought it up. I can't wait to rewind the tape and just show how I was only talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp, <laughs> talking about how small scale this movie was. You're and then you guys started thinking, wait, what's not small scale? What doesn't work? And I'm talking about what is small scale and what does work. And you, you guys have... immediately thought of a third movie. No. Okay, whatever. No. <laughs> Look, that's not anyway, how it happens. Uh, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Let's, uh... 
I mean, we have the final fight scene. Uh, M- Michael Douglas saves Michelle Yeah, Pfeiffer. I guess he goes down there and he sees the little monsters. They try to stack. I don't know. I, I'm kind of indifferent during during that whole sequence. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's just That's a big. Why. I think scene. I would have liked it more if the, he would have just came back with with her or something like that. Yeah, we didn't even like, need. To, I didn't even need to see that. Stuff, yeah, I didn't need to see. I, that. There was. I don't gain like the him getting like lost and. Yeah, it's whatever. Like, even if you have him on a radio, like, where he's like, oh, I hope that or they should have the thing coming up or, like, getting bigger at some Exposition. point. Exposition. No, like, where he's, like, it voices his concern, like, hope, are you, are we big again? Like, are you clear? Like, can we come up? You know, like, something small like that instead of having, like, this whole scene was well, like, the whole thing was they couldn't, they couldn't communicate. Oh, that's right. I don't know. I, I it, Either way. I, I could have done with uh, Ghost, Ghost tries to kill Janet, but they say, no, you're not killing Janet today. She gets, she gets fucking hit by the <laughs> Yeah, she's, out. like, shaking in, like, the... No, but Janet's shaking in, like, the car on the way back up. Oh, yeah, she's just grabbing the seat, like... <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you make that noise again? That for... <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. That's good fun. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Ghost does yeah. get, like... <laughs> I would say, yeah, this would be a time to say the word yeeted. She gets yeeted by that uh, ship that they're coming the quantum, back. The quantum car coming back <laughs> from, from the quantum realm. Um, <laughs> to give some quantum energy. Right. It's all vague, and we don't need to know what it is. I don't have a problem with it. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer has these weird powers right. now. Yeah, okay. Actually, I do no, have a problem with it. This is, no. so, this is kind of silly. Can't bring it up. No. I'm talking about this movie. Okay, bring it up then. I was. Close your ears, Cole. No, I'm talking about this movie. He's talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Cole. In this movie, she just comes back and she goes, I may be able to help you. And just walks up, <laughs> and just, just walks up to this well, woman, puts some fi- I'm, I'm she, she does the same thing to to uh, to Hank. And so that's where we're like, inter- like she has some sort of like yeah. ability um, I wonder what some vague, some unexplained vague. ability. But it looked like it looked like Hank was doing like the same thing that Ghost was doing. Right then, right? Didn't you? I got I got the impression it was like maybe I missed that. Well, that well, kind of how they had him, like he was kind of phasing almost. Was he? Yeah, it looked like it, didn't it? No. What? I, I'm, I don't know. He was like struggling. I'm not gonna lie, I, I blinked a few times, so maybe I missed it. But <laughs> no, he was like struggling, and he was like on his knees, and he couldn't really see anything, and everything was like he was screaming in pain. Mm-hmm. And then she comes up and puts the fingers on his on his noggin, right? I can't. Isn't that I can't how it happened? Say it right? Because wait, don't no, remember. stop, stop, stop. Okay, take away everything except she does come up to him. I'm not saying it wrong. I'm saying I do not remember. I don't remember if that happened. Cole, do you remember? For what? If she comes up to him, what do you? What do you mean for what? When she comes up to him and puts her fingers on his head, and that's how it like brings him back in. Are you talking about ghost? Or no, no, no. no, no, no. Was like, was when when she oh, goes, just, when they go down. down. No, 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 wait, no, wait, no, she's no, no, just no. bringing him back to reality. It's like the love of his life bringing him down back to earth. She does the exact same thing that she does to Ghost once she gets back. No, she I don't remember not. thinking. I think it was different because there's little orange what? lights. That... What? Well, there was lights all over the place down there. You know, it was kind of hard to separate I, them. I, I, it's okay. We're gonna have to rewatch that part because I'm almost positive he was like. It looked like he was about to like fall apart. Well, I'm and then almost she... positive you're wrong. So I'm gonna. Whoa, up. that's a claim. Well, there we go. I guess we know that's what we're doing claim. after this. I'm but anyway, um, so uh, yeah, everybody's good and happy. Uh, Ghost and Bill Foster escape into the Thunderbolts. Apparently, oh, is Lawrence Fishburne in that one too? No, nah, but she is. 
Right, I know that, uh, and I thought that she cured her of her condition to where she doesn't have those powers anymore. No, they they had. That's why they go back down at the end. We're I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, um, so then you finally get the scene of no, I'm upset. This race back to the house. So uh, you don't get it. You don't see them racing back to the house. You see the FBI agents. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like a. Anyway, Scott's back at the house. They they don't catch him, and then then we get the bit that we talked about earlier with the like. Oh, I thought you were. I'll be seeing you, Scott. You know where? You know, I thought you were inviting me somewhere. You know that 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 all plays really well. And then um, next time you're bad or something like that. Right. <laughs> you say next, next, next time you break the law. Or yeah. So what is? How does this movie really end? Um, I don't remember. They get Wait. the Carapetian deal. Hank uh, right. puts the house on the beach. Oh yeah, and they look. Yeah, like, that looks nice. Yeah. Um, doesn't explain the water or how he's getting electricity to this thing. But I was going to say there's not a rose. There's no plumbing. Know, <laughs> there would appear to be no plumbing at all. Yeah, okay, I don't know what, but, they, don't know what this plan. I mean, is. they don't really explain it for the uh, for the lab either. I don't. I just assumed they were holding it. I thought they had a. Uh, I didn't see any water, so I was only thinking this was like electricity, and I thought they had a generator in there, which I accept. No, they for the had house. the giant batteries. Oh, that's right. They had the giant. But giant... I mean, to be honest with you, they could. If if we were being honest about this, they could they could do their business in a corner and then just shrink it and then toss it into the garbage and like sweep. I mean, it doesn't matter. They can shrink anything they want. They can shrink anything they want. Here's my question. They don't need bathrooms. Here's my question. So if you throw one of those discs that they have right. at something, it shrinks, right? Or it grows. Or it grows. But if you throw it at a person, all their clothes shrink with it. So is it like a certain radius of stuff that shrinks? It is. It's an interesting question. Um, this is just, this I, doesn't really matter. I'm it just might just be one of the things you have to accept. Just like how you have to accept that when the Hulk gets big, everything will rip except for his pants if he's wearing sweatpants. You know, like. Well, that's more of like a trying to keep it like kind of family friendly kind of thing. Well, this is the same thing with the clothes. You can't just no, 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 because if you throw it, like, if they threw it at, it, like, a car or something, everything inside the car also shrinks, which I guess I accept a little bit more because it's, like, a box, you know, and then it's, like... But do the people in the car shrink? Yes. Yeah. Or what, can you imagine, Hawkeye. If, imagine if it didn't? Hawkeye. Yeah. The science, what? actually, that The arrow in Hawkeye. The science really makes they no shoot sense. shoot the Pym arrow at the truck, and then the owl carries them away, and all he says is, I'll have to ask Scott, like, they... He doesn't know. Nobody knows the science. That science is actually insane. That if someone's like, if inside the it, car and you shrink the car, they immediately shrink too. That's kind like of if you throw it at a backpack, do the books inside shrink? Well, going off of that logic, then yeah. Yeah. So I, I think there's like a radius. A radius of the thing that it that's touches. A murky, that's a slippery, slippery slope of lore that we're, we're sliding down. Um, well, this is what they get themselves into when they have 31 movies. Yep. Yeah. And it's, that's what you get when you when Baskin Robbins has thirty one flavors of ice cream. Right. Okay. Sick <laughs> reference, bro. Right. right. <laughs> but anyway, right. Uh, you get the this idea of the new he, he family, uh, them them in the <laughs> hope. hope um, you assume they're at a drive-in. That's that's the impression. Oh, the, oh the, yeah, the yeah. yeah well, but, and they're watching them. A, uh, an, an old B movie horror movie about Giants. Zach and I watched them when we were what, like ten? I don't think we made it more than twenty minutes in. And you remember all of it? No, it was not a good movie. I would not. 
feel confident enough to make that claim. <laughs> it has like a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, but what do I know? You were 10, and you only watched 20 minutes, it sounds I, like. I'm not going to finish the movie. Let that be a cold statement. That, 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 I'm not going to say that. I don't remember how you felt about a movie when you were 10. And I this is what I don't understand. Finish it. This is why I get mad at you it. about letter or not Letterboxd. This is my, when, uh, about uh, Framed, because you were like, oh, I think I saw the trailer of that when okay, I was in, in 2003. Okay, okay. Corey, me Corey. Gosh! Mem- memory yeah, of it. 1954, 93% on Tomatoes with a consensus, one of the best creature features of the early atomic age. Them features effectively menacing special effects and avoids the self-parody that would taint later monster movies, comma, and Cole Phillip thinks it's a bad movie after watching 15 minutes as a 10-year-old. I'm mad! <laughs> Maybe I'll have to re-watch it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I re- no, I remember what, What's the next that. section? We're finishing the next section. Well, we gotta talk about uh, post-credit scenes. Okay, so. sets of Infinity War. Yeah. Endgame. Oh, yeah. Sets up Endgame. Endgame. Yeah, because yeah. this was post-Infinity War. Correct. Correct, Amendo. So, I have a question about... This is kind of going along with things, because if you're watching it, you're supposed to technically watch this. This takes place before uh, Infinity War. After Endgame. Well, no, it's like No, it takes... Right, but... Okay, let's go to this. Captain Marvel takes place way before Infinity War, but comes out after Infinity War and, like, the release date. How do you guys think, chronologically, you should watch it? Should you watch it based on the after credit scenes? Or should you, you watch it based on the movie? M- movie. So you think you should watch Captain America first, and then watch Captain Marvel, knowing you're going to get that after credit scene? Because after credit scenes almost take are a big part of this whole saga, you know? Yeah, I mean, but the whole thing is they're not supposed to like really spoil every anything. We already know the info. It's supposed to provide us more context for what's going to happen in the next one. What's the next section? Apparently they straight off course, and we're fairly certain they're in guerrilla hands. So why don't you use the regular army? What do you need us for? Because some damn fool accused you of being the best. All right, uh, I'm going to go first. Uh, my MVP is uh, Evangeline Lilly. I think uh, the Wasp is, you know, adding her to be, like, you know, a secondary hero, or the second main hero, I mean, I should say, uh, to Scott slash Ant-Man, and this is a great call. Uh, you know, her, like I said earlier, her action scenes are great. I think her, uh, all of her scenes with Scott are really great. I think uh, Evangeline Lilly got the haircut right this time. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Zach really didn't like the haircut. I mean, uh, I, I, I mean it's not, it's, it doesn't make or break a film for me. But, I mean, to, to just, you know, outside reference, you know, Scream 3 was brought down a bit. Not, okay, I don't want to say brought down. Scream 1 and 2 are elevated a bit, you know, for multiple reasons over Scream 3. Multiple more important reasons. Go one of which is Gail's hair is incredible in 1 and 2. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and uh, so is Sydney's in 1 and 2. And Sydney's isn't bad in 3. It's not bad, but it's a wig. Um, it's a wig? It is a wig. And even worse, Gail's bangs are bad in 3. But that's a point people have hammered home. I'm just making a point. It's not a big deal. Either way, the point is that that's not a problem here. That's all I'm saying. Um... So Evangeline Lilly in this is the Wasp, absolutely my favorite uh, character in the movie. I mean, Scott's great, too, obviously. Uh, but if I had to give a clear-cut reason why this movie is, why is she better right? than the first one, I'm, I'm going to say uh, Evangeline Lilly is my MVP. Cool. Uh, I got to go with Randall Park. Oh. He's really funny. Every scene that he's in, I love. I, I laughed at, you know, at one point he just says, what the dickens? 
He does. <laughs> and that's do really funny. <laughs> the scene where he's practicing close-up magic is really funny. Every moment him and Paul Rudd are on screen together are they're they're just really funny. They have great chemistry and he elevates the film in a way that there there feels like after watching this there was something lacking in the first one and he kind of shows that you can't add these characters to be as funny as Paul Rudd and it works, you know? So I think he was really great. Okay. I like it. Um, I was going to say uh, Michael Douglas is my MVP. <laughs> Wait, actually? Yeah. Really? I liked it. Well, because this one, so in the first one, so in the first <laughs> one, he was like supposed to be like, he was the guy behind the computer, right? Yeah. And I feel like in this one, he was like, he's in the action. He's still like behind the computer, but he still has to be like, he's kind of ha- has to be in the action he's based on what, based off what this movie is because he's on the run. He's got to keep moving. And I feel like he wasn't like, most times when you have people like that, when they're like a bit older and you have someone in like an action movie like this where they were behind the screen or behind the computer and then they have to be like move into this new kind of position, they kind of flounder a little bit. Mm. Like you don't really, they're like, ah, you know, the magic that they've had in the first one or in the previous one isn't there anymore. And like they kind of fall back. But in this one, I felt like he really like, he stuck with what he was good at. Like, you know, it wasn't like he was it wasn't this wide stretch from the first one to this one with what he could do. It was still like his capabilities haven't really changed. I mean, I think he threw some punches in this one. Uh, he might have punched a guy. Yeah, maybe. I think he threw some punches, but it was just like once, maybe. I thought he threw some punches. No. Did he punch someone in the first one? Yeah, he punches the guy in the he first does. one. Oh, and then in the, the opening fr- in the, scene oh, of the, the first one, he does. And then he goes, well, just, how's your face? See, even then, like he, it, it didn't feel like he took like this big, massive jump, which I feel like with a lot of characters, oh, especially I, in the I MCU. Did want to point out really wait, wait, in the like, I feel like a lot of characters in the MCU they take this huge, massive jump or massive jump, mm. and it's just like, what? How do we get here with this person? Like, why are they all of a sudden like? I think Monica Rambo is the best example, where all of a sudden she's just like this massive superhero. All of a sudden, like, which because she walked, she walked through a, I, I don't a, 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 a I, big I, little blue, right? And I'm just like, what? Cool, but that, Corey. I, I understand, but like, that's like what I'm talking about, where it's just like all of a sudden there's like it this massive hat. jump and who they are. And I feel like in this one he was just like still kind of like, okay, I'm still myself, but I have to be, I have to like keep myself a little bit more capable yeah. even though he's, he's an not, old guy but he's not taking himself beyond his means and so i thought and i really like i thought he was really i think he was really funny in this one and i feel like mm. he hit the point he hit the beats and I'm not, I'm not gonna say scott or anyone like that because i feel like yeah the movie wouldn't be the same i'm it trying does to go, go without saying that paul rudd is really fucking funny in this movie but that's yeah. what see that's with the mvp section i think you have to pick someone beyond like of course, these people are like the best. The like obvious you have, choice. Yeah, you have to pick someone's like who else made this movie what it is. Now, would you like say the same thing to the let's say the National Baseball Writers Association when they're picking the MVP every year? Would you say that they should not have picked Paul Goldschmidt because no. it was so, so obviously him? This is no, a debate for not long podcast, bro. Here's the Thomas of the Milwaukee. So here's here's why here's why I say that with this wrong podcast. Here's why I say that with this particularly because when you have these like I mean if you look at the 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 um oh my gosh the movie poster I can't think of what it was called if you look at the movie poster Scott and. I mean, I even I not really hope. I I like your pick as hope, but like, Thank but Scott is the biggest character on that one. He is like the yeah. main one. I mean, obviously, if you take him out of it, he's not going to be the same. Like, the movie is going to be very different, almost non-existent if you take him out of it. But like, 
I I think the MVP should be like who really like hit home their role okay. beyond like the most important person. I I, uh, I like I like your pick. I do. I, I like Cole's as well, and I like mine. And I think I think we all have our own understanding of the section. And I think we can all free to exercise our choices in any way we Who's see. the MVP of uh, Captain America? Probably Steve Rogers. I actually don't think that would be my pick. But, but it's just like stuff like that. <laughs> oh, it's the main character's the best part. Of I course, would have said who, Tommy Lee Jones if else. we're talking about the first one. Wow. See, that's a good pick. Good job, Cole. You better not change it when we get to that point because right, that's, good, that's a really good pick. Tommy um, Lee Jones was really yeah. fucking good. I'm not going to say it. Really at well, but, um, oh God, spoilers for future Captain America. I'm just right? saying, like, I think the MVP should be a bit more fun. Zach, it, cut yes, this. Cut this. Of course we have to take, like, in other things when we're, like, in sports would or something. Like, would like you like that. me to send this listen, rant, uh, listen, in, a, in an MP3 listen. file after I cut it from the episode, Corey? Listen, listen. Listen. When you take and you take something like sports or something like yes, you have to give it to the person who is the absolute best because there's not like one main character and something like that. There's like a thousand different characters or a thousand different players that could win. I'm not saying there's like a hundred or so different. Corey, players. Only one um, I think I think I know where your Who point's is going. What? I think yes. it's the person who elevates the film beyond the person we expect to elevate the film. Boom! Absolutely. I'm not saying you didn't peak. That peak. Oh my god. Oh, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Leave it in. Go fuck yourself. I'll be just like Cinderella. (laughs) Like Cinderella. Okay. But anyway, yeah. Beyond, yes. Say it again. It's the person who we feel elevates the film beyond the person we expect to. So we all expect. I mean, we all fucking expect Paul Rudd to do Paul Rudd things. Yeah, I Paul didn't Rudd pick up. Paul Rudd this time. We're not saying you did a bad job picking your person. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he is you saying can't pick, like, if you If you have a movie named, like, John Smith or something, and you're like, who is the MVP? Oh, it's John Smith. He is the title character. He should be doing amazing in this movie. You pick someone who's like, who so went Paul up? the hottest reference. John Smith is also like went, just a basic ass name. That's too. what I was saying. I, that's what I was saying. I was just, but who like went so up, Mel Gibson? Who went above and beyond? Who went above and beyond like what you were expecting? Like when you see it, when you see it, oh my gosh, you guys are talking throughout my point. When you see a movie with like the tit and like the title character does really well, awesome. You were supposed to do that. Everyone's supposed to do really well, but who like went above and beyond what you would even expect of them? And so that's why I picked Michael Douglas in this one because I think like. And this one, it would have been really easy for him to fall back. And I'm just, that's all I'm saying. We're moving on. <laughs> oh, no, oh no, now that you're the <laughs> fucking, we're moving on. Oh, I get it. I'm sorry. I thought was, you were trying to say, let's let's move on. I'm sorry. I, was, I, I just you, really I was wanted to. Simple point that, uh, <laughs> you, if we were to go back to the baseball analogy, the award you just described is called breakout player. <laughs> in terms of uh, not the rookie of the year, the breakout player being the player who played well above what was expected of them. Yes. Okay. But we're going to call it MVP because it sounds better. Right. Um, all right. Fair enough. Uh, either way, are we, do, we, do, we, do we want to do that moving forward or we should you guys, do, do we I think, stick with what I we're doing? I think we should stick with what we're doing where we answer oh, our own ways because then we get different answers. But then you yell at me. And I'm you said, not yelling really? at you. You said, really, when I said Michael Douglas. Zach cut well, a lot okay, of the stuff even, okay, that he said, even by but your it definition, was rough. I still do kind of disagree with Michael Douglas. But Really? 
Really? <laughs> <laughs> and you're saying oh, you're saying really? Okay, who do, you, who do you think? Okay, then I want to I want to know your answer to my question. Then who do you think is the Evangeline Lilly? I said Evangeline Lilly. No breakout player, breakout player, breakout oh, character. Breakout. Yeah. Oh God. Don't put me on the spot like that. I I don't, I don't know who your that answer would be because my answer was a bit because if I'm being literal, I would still say Paul Rudd. But I for breakout. No, not for breakout. That's what. Then I'm asking. No, but I'm saying no. I'm saying is Evangeline Lilly was kind of my version of that because I think Paul Rudd is still more valuable to this movie than her. Okay. Serenity. (gasps) Review section says that they insist on outside opinions. What kind of opinions? Well, you're kind not to put too fine a point on it. I mean, let's face it, in your particular field, you're the top minds. Cut. <laughs> I go cut, cut, and I circle and I go delete. <laughs> Just to give you an inside look into the process I have. <laughs> Can you so fucking go then? <laughs> I was going. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, uh, I'll go first. I'm going to give this movie, so I give the first one a three out of five. Giving this one a three and a half out of five. Um... I think it is definitely an improvement over the first one because, like I was saying earlier, it's not bogged down by being an origin story. It's not, you know, I think the heist storyline is not as interesting as what we get here, which is just faster paced, a lot more fun. Um, I love the more, the ensemble of characters more in this one. I like Walton Goggins as a a villain along with Ghost more than uh, Corey Stoll uh, as, you know, Yellow Jacket in the first one. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I think this movie's funnier. Um... I think it, it really has a more of a unique sensibility to it um, than the first one did. So, I mean, a lot of little moments in this movie that I really just do appreciate that we've gone over already. And, you know, you know, you got you add Randall Park and Walton Goggins and, uh, you know, Lawrence Fishburne to this cast. You know, all of them add to it. I like the family dynamic Scott has with uh, Cassie's mom and, and uh, you know, her, her new husband. Uh, all that stuff, everything in this movie... Especially the first half works for me. Um, not that the second half is bad. I just think the first half feels even brisker and even more fresh. Um, overall, just a really nice bit of low stakes uh, action. It was, it was really well placed after uh, the heaviness that the Infinity War ending was. That this was a nice little, uh, just kind of a ha- happy movie that did eventually circle back to that plot point to set up Endgame. But uh, you know, it was in, in a vacuum. This movie is just a really, really good time. Uh, it's. I really, I don't have really many problems with it. Uh, and so, yeah, overall, three, three and a half out of five for me. The word you're looking for is palate cleanser. It was a nice palate cleanser. Yeah, but I wanted to avoid uh, the the Rotten Tomatoes consensus. Yeah, but you were going to say it. <laughs> I was going to give it a three and a half out of five as well. I really liked it. Um, it was fun. It was, like, like you said, a bit smaller, which was kind of a, Everything seemed really big in the MCU at that point, and so this was smaller, which was like nice and like. Um, I think everyone did good. Everyone was kind of on the same page with what this movie was going to be, and I feel like the first one, not everyone was on the same page. I still like the first one, but I yeah. think like it was this one was a little bit more focused. So three and a half, a little bit better than the first one. Still around the same though. I give the first one. I think it was a three and a half, so I'll give this one a four. I I really like it. It's probably. It's definitely one of the best sequels Marvel's ever produced. I would say that uh, if you're like doing like going by trilogies. Well, here's the thing. I think the only trilogy, or I think the only movie that, well, no, 
Okay, never mind. Because well, we are we doing direct like direct sequels of the first like only second seconds? second movies, yeah. Because I think Winter best. Soldier, I think Winter Soldier and Thor Ragnarok are the best well, in their series. Thor Ragnarok no wouldn't count. It's the third. Right, but I mean, like, they're, well, they're still sequels. Well, he just said second movie in in a in a like. In I thought a he just said sequel. He said sequel. I, 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 I corrected. I, I, I corrected. I asked and he said second movie. I course corrected. So I think it's the second best then. Iron Winter Soldier. Yeah. I'd, I'd say that too. Because you got Iron Man. No, I got it. I got. I definitely got an, an, another MCU second one that I would definitely put above this. Guardians two. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would still put that above that one. one. Um. But anyway, yeah. So, I like I said, sure. it's one of the best. I'll, I'll I mean, Consess. <laughs> it's really funny, and overall, it doesn't do any like gross out humor. It. it you could have had so many opportunities opportunities to do that but it goes with smart jokes that are really funny and the characters work really well together and that's what makes that's what made the first one work for me and that's what makes this one work even better because you can tell everybody's kind of in their rhythm and it mm. works like Paxton Bob, even Bobby Cannavale for like the little time he's in the movie he's in a rhythm and it really works it's really funny and it's really great yeah, Basically. it does. It does. It does have a rhythm. It moves. Yeah, it, it it's got a it's got a pace to it that it maintains pretty much the whole time. Uh, and I appreciate stuff like that. Pacing is something that you know you take for granted, but when you have a movie with good pacing, you can feel it. And even more so when you have a movie with bad pacing, you really can feel it. So I don't think this movie falls falls prey to that at all. Um, all right, cool. So I guess moving on to our last section, uh, the post credit scene. You're still here. It's over. Go home. So this is uh, where we detail what's coming next. Um, I know we've said things before on this podcast talking about what episode's coming next. And, you know, maybe that rollout has changed since we released that episode. I don't know. Either way. Uh, what's coming next? Definitely Ant-Man Quantumania. It's coming soon, yeah. It's coming. It, it would feasibly come out, uh, you know, it, Next time we talk about anime movie, it's gonna be that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Going so, back to the first one. <laughs> right. Um, so, we said no. <laughs> well, honestly, you know what? How about how about we? Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say because I don't. We don't know what other movie. We, I mean, we, we usually have. talk about what we watched this week. Right. Yeah. Sure. For the past two weeks now. Yeah. Um, a bit behind. Hey, we are. We it has been a couple weeks, hasn't it? Just a couple. Um, you guys watch anything uh, interesting? I mean, I, I know I finished Atlanta. I don't know if I talked about that last time. Did I finish that before the last episode? No, you didn't. I thought you did. I'm, well, you I, said you were watching it. I don't know if you finished it. Well, either way, I finished it. Great show. Watch that. Um, you know, I'm gonna check Letterboxd see if there's anything I watched recently that you know. Oh, there's Quantum Mania. Um, all right. Well, we'll save that. Um, <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, let me get my thoughts on that one right now. Um, no, I don't have much to say. I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, I watched what Rocky. That was really good. Um, that's on, uh, Gary Creed was it three? Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. First, sorry, I'm, first I'm, I'm five are on series Netflix. Creed three. First five are on Netflix. You can skip five. Um, uh, I'm going to, I'm a completionist. So, uh, speaking, oh. I mean, speaking <laughs> of Rocky, just in general, I got bored. I watched three. That's one, like, it's not the best, but I, I really love it cause it's really cheesy. But I also watched this 30 for 30. It's entitled Brady. No, oh. <laughs> it's called uh, Tommy, and it's about the guy who was the um, the antagonist, and or he's one of the characters in the fifth Rocky. He just had like this this guy was on top of the world at twenty seven. He was like the heavyweight champ, 
but he was diagnosed with HIV and it completely derailed his career because unlike what Magic Johnson did with basketball, boxing is a blood sport. So you can't really be mm-hmm. bleeding all over the place when you have a, a disease that is spread yeah, through blood. blood. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's just really sad because this guy could have been on top of the world, but he didn't really take care of himself. He lived his life the way he wanted to, and but it's it was really sad. And then I also watched Bodies, 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 and I learned that... For the first time? Yeah. Oh. I learned one important thing. Feelings are facts, guys. Mm. Feelings are facts. Yes, they are. You learned that from this movie? That is a line. That is a line from the film. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then another character corrects her with a gunpoint. And I'm like, no, facts are facts. (laughs) (laughs) And it's pretty great. That that, that movie is. I do agree. Cole. The movie is very fun. Uh, That is a fun one. It almost made me want to switch our uh, podcast title to what? Hanging out with your smart and funniest friends. (laughs) Yeah. She she hate listens to your podcast or whatever, and then the other girl, the the girl from Borat too, is innocently like, "What's your podcast about?" When I was just like, "It's called hanging out with your funniest, your smartest and funniest friend or whatever." And then the other girl rolls her eyes. It's just every, the drama in that movie is so petty and funny. I love it, and um, it works so well. For it you does. Like... The fact that they're talking about someone's podcast when there are multiple dead bodies around them is just so good. Um, Corey, what you got? Um, I think of what I. Watch. I, don't think I, I can w- tell you what you've watched if you can't think of it. No, well, Star Trek. That's what, I, well, Star Trek. that's what I was gonna say, and I because I it just started. Wants to get away from that. You no, know? like, mm. I, well, I don't want to bring that up every week, and I'm trying to like make my way through the entire. Series. They don't want. They, you know what the audience to think like, oh, that's is Star Trek boy. Again, yeah, well, talking about Star Trek. Th- that's what I was gonna say, and I was just like, I'm, I'm just trying to make well, my way. Make no mistake, the... audience. He is Star Trek boy, and he is talking about it again. But I, I, I'm just making my way through the entire thing, so I'm not gonna say anything about that until I get <laughs> to the end. Um, so that'll be like a couple months from now. <laughs> right. uh, but I'm trying to think of what else. But then Picard's coming out, and then you gotta, you're gonna have to. I have to make my way through that entire, all the way until I get to Picard. Picard is so far in the future for me. I um, hope they start calling you Star Trek Boy when we get big. Star Trek Boy, <laughs> like the first yeah, like ten episodes. Trek Boy, Trek Boy, Trek Boy. This Trekkie, <laughs> it's our word. Okay, it's our word. You can't say that. Can't say um, I'm an aspiring Trek. Well, you gotta watch out with that ceiling, Cole. It's the funny thing about ceilings is that you can't put your head through them. You know what? I'm gonna start standing up while Cole's talking instead. Uh, but no, besides that, I'm not really watching anything. I'll try to be more entertained. Oh wait, no, I did watch something. Uh, Criminal Minds Evolution season sixteen. The they kind of revamped it and did something new, and mm-hmm. so that's what I've been watching. And I just finished that, and that was. You watched one through fifteen? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. They like they like rebooted slash revamped and it, like took a three year break. So it was like. It was similar characters, but like a new story almost. So it's like a new series that, but if you watch the old one, you kind of appreciate it more type deal. Yeah, and so I've I've watched like parts of the uh, the first fifteen seasons, but uh, I watched the entire sixteen season, and it was good up until like the last episode. The last episode was really bad. All right, I really like it. But yeah, you that's what I watched. On, uh, Abbott Elementary. Watched I watched the Valentine's Day episode. That was the last episode I that watched. That one's really good. That was fun, yeah. I did like that Zach, one. Wait, no. Was that the most recent one? No, there was one last week. I didn't watch that one yet. Zach, you would really like Abbott Elementary. Don't uh, watch just, it. just as a fan of Parks and Rec, I th- I think you would really it's love it. It's very similar humor. Yes. Okay. All right, yeah. No, I've, I've definitely heard that I've li- I would like it. All right, well. Uh, Don't watch it, though. Okay. Um, it's for me and Cole only. <laughs> Gatekeeping. 
We love a good gatekeep. Um, all right. Well, uh, until next time, uh, you know, have a have a have a nice and safe uh, life, I guess. Peace out.